Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on the program. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Shaping up to be uh, not bad at all. No, not at all. Unless you plan on going ice fishing, then. Eh. <laughs> Don't know if you want to maybe be thinking about that. But anyhow, uh, before we get started here, I do want to say that WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And, yeah, you know, I, last weekend um, saw a lot of folks out ice fishing. I, I went down to uh, just kind of, it was a nice weekend. And was it Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember which. I think it was Sunday. Um and just uh, drove around and, and saw a few people out uh, wandering through Goose Island there. There were a few folks taking advantage of the nice weather, at least it was last weekend anyway, and the advantage of the ice and doing. couldn't tell if they were really catching anything or not. I'm guessing it might have been just a little slow. And uh, as far as the slowness goes, well, that's kind of, I think, hung over into the, it's kind of carried over in, into this week and this weekend as well. Um, let's take a quick look at the uh, the hotspot report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine. And the hotspot is, I don't know, um, boy, it's uh, pretty quiet right now. I guess if you wanted, you know, uh, I guess if you had to, if you wanted to go out right now, I mean, and it's going to be a nice weekend, um, I, I think maybe doing a little, trying just a, a little walleye fishing uh, below one of the lock and dams, um, you know the water has come down a bit, and we'll get to the conditions here in just a couple of moments. But um, that's probably what you know I'd be be thinking about. Uh, spoke to uh, folks up at Fat Cat and Trempolo and and uh, Roscoe's live bait out in Toma, and um, quiet. <laughs> that was just. <laughs> If you had to sum it up in a in a word, quiet is uh, pretty much pretty much it. Um, if there is ice, boy, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't catch me on it uh, by any stretch of imagination. If, if there is any, um, certainly with the the rain that we've had and the warmer temperatures we've had, um, I think what ice uh, we do have is uh, thin at best and non-existent pretty much everywhere else so uh as speaking to the folks up at fact it's like hey we're gonna have to start all over again and that's probably pretty true um so as far as ice fishing goes just i don't think i'd be doing it this weekend although they were say they 
we're saying that uh, at least last week, anyway, there was like four or five inches of ice over by Blair. So, you know, but I'm sure that's decreased considerably since then. Um, like I said, you know, places where maybe there were two or three inches last weekend, enough just to kind of just enough to walk on. Uh, after all that that rain and everything, it just wouldn't be chancing it by any stretch of the imagination. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, if um, you wanted to maybe give something a try this weekend, yeah, and you still have the boat ready, I would think uh, you know checking out, uh, like I said, below some of those locks and dams and some of those wing dams below the lock and dams, just kind of drifting over that and. Trying to find some walleye. Can you serve walleye for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Maybe you can. Sounds pretty good anyway. If not for maybe before Thanksgiving. I could work on walleye this weekend. That sounds uh that sounds kinda good. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be pretty quiet otherwise. So that that would be the places as far as the uh, the hotspot report uh, goes. Again, brought to you by the folks over at Powerhouse Marine. And as far as uh, the conditions go, um, you know, I think we're as stable as we're going to be for a while. Anyway, the water is still high. We're at about seven point six feet at the moment, and it doesn't look like it's really going to be doing much of anything in the next uh, in the next week or so. In terms of uh, fluctuation, it's pretty much going to stay right at, um, you know, it might go down, a l- you know, maybe two, three-tenths of a foot. But over the course of a week, that's not much considering <laughs> the ups and downs we've had this uh, this past summer here. But, yeah, it, it's uh, fairly stable, which is not a bad thing. Um, you know, then you don't get those huge fluctuations and, you know, you don't get the, the fish moving all over the place. They'll... Uh, as long as their food source is in one spot and doesn't move around a lot, the fish will be in that uh, in that general vicinity. So if you can find them in one place, um, as long as the food is there, they'll uh, they'll still be in that same general vicinity. So it makes things a little bit easier. Of course, then again, too, uh, one of the things that I've talked about over the years is that you know now is not a bad time to well before ice anyway is is to get out there and you know. Hunt out some of the places that maybe you want to try out for early ice fishing season. And uh, certainly this would be a great opportunity if you've got, like I said, got a boat ready and can get out there and find your places. And if you don't have them uh, already, and uh, and give them a try. You know, just go cruising around with the sonar unit on and map out some of those places and Jot them down for when uh, when we actually do get some ice, uh, whenever that might happen to be. I don't think we'll see it over the course of the next. It's not just it's just not going to get cold enough, you know. Um, what do we have for you know? Yeah, you know, temperatures right around thirty degrees, maybe a degree or two below freezing, but certainly not enough. And I'm sure it will get, you know, out in places like Bitoma and places like that, um, you know. Uh, more rural areas, some of those bog areas, things like that. It'll probably get a little colder out there, but certainly not enough you know, during the day where it'll make some significant ice anyway. Uh, and that was the other thing, too, as far as uh, conditions go. 
<coughs> excuse me, or as far as the, the fishing report, you know, it, it's, it's quiet up by uh, the Trempler area, and it's been kind of quiet here as well uh, in the lacrosse area. Seen a few boats out here and there, but certainly not anything to uh, to really speak of. Um, and as far as the fishing goes, it's quiet. Um, like I said, guys out trying to catch a few walleyes, but that's uh, that's about it. Um, the focus, as uh, we all know, it's Wisconsin. It's the opening of gun deer season, so um, blaze orange is the fashion color of choice this weekend here for uh, a lot of folks in Wisconsin. Or blaze pink, I guess, if you wanted to wear that as well. Um, but fishing-wise, yeah, it's it's pretty quiet. Uh, a few people still heading over to Petenwell uh, in that below the dam there, and again, that's open year-round pretty much. So that uh, you know that off, if you've got a boat and opportunity, then that's not a bad place. But that's been quiet as well. Uh, but again, everybody is you know, the vast majority of folks that would normally be out on a weekend fishing are now sitting in a tree stand or uh, sitting in a blind of some kind, waiting for uh, for that big buck. Come along, so and that's cool. You know, good luck, certainly to uh, to all the hunters that are headed out and looking for uh, looking for a nice deer this weekend. Hopefully, you'll get it with the uh, get it with the gun, uh, as opposed to uh, how I normally or how I've gotten a couple of deer over the years with the uh, front bumper of my vehicle. Um, it's certainly a lot easier to deal with uh, with the uh, the gun deer season as opposed to the uh, pretty much year round car deer season. So, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, let's finish up the uh, the report here. The uh, conditions report brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. But yeah, you know, we're sitting at about seven six. The flow um, is sitting. You know, the flow has come down a little bit. Um, I don't have a, yeah, the flow is, you know, uh, we're in a right, right, pretty much everybody is in the, the 50 to 60,000 cubic foot range. So the flow has come down as well, which is, which is a good thing. Um, again, that, you know, if that's relatively stable as well, those fish won't be moving around quite so much. Um, temperature wise, we're pretty much where we're going to be now, I think, uh, within a degree or two for the next several months, uh, right around that, uh, low to mid thirties, uh, range 34, 35 and Trempolo, uh, Dresback, Genoa, you know, it's all, that's all where we're going to be kind of hovering here for a while. We'll be, you know, I mean, we might drop down to like 32, obviously, but, um, you know, 32, 33 degrees. That's pretty much what we're going to see now for the next, uh, the next few months anyway. So, but that's not, terribly surprising and not unexpected so but yeah if it's just going to be it's going to be tough right now because we're right in that that middle ground where we're in that transition where there isn't any decent really any decent ice in the in the area here um and there really isn't uh, uh, a whole lot of activity as far as even open water fishing. It's just kind of quiet right now. I think every, you know, the fish are just kind of transitioning and getting into those winter patterns. So we're, we're just kind of, it's there and that's, that's about it. So, but Hey, 
I did get out last weekend, and I may give it a try again this weekend as well to uh, uh, drop a line in the water anyway. It's too nice not to be indoors, uh, certainly for this time of year anyway. So if you do get the opportunity to get on out, give it a try. Um, but, yeah, it, it just as far as the ice goes, eh, next to that. No, thank you. I'll, uh, I will uh, I will skip that. So, But anyway, just wanted to, to get that out there. Again, uh, the conditions report brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma and the hotspot report uh, brought to you by Powerhouse Marine in La Crosse. It's now 821. I'm going to take a break and come back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY 96.7 FM and 580 AM. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Poppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. Whether you're new to hunting or a seasoned veteran, this is the time to start planning. Buy your license, spend some time with the maps, maybe do some scouting, and get to know the people at Ace of Lacrosse. They're passionate about hunting, and they'll supply you with bow tuning, guns, ammo, and a lot more. And while you're there, share some of your greatest hunting stories. They'll share plenty of theirs, but make sure to wear your hip waders because it gets pretty deep at Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road and at aceoflacrosse.com. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like... For me to do it, I have to like literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to get to the wall to do the leap. So uh, the situation just kind of has to be right. And uh, you know, so last year actually Monday night game had a game winner, kind of similar situation. Literally just uh, in the moment got swarmed, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and myself, we've been talking about it all kind of all year waiting uh, for that next moment and uh, you know oddly enough it was another Monday night game I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year and uh, as soon as I hit it I, I took off running I see him kind of waving me on and uh, we were able to go and, uh, and, and do the celebration don't miss that Jim Rome show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It is uh, 824 and uh, talking a little bit about uh, non-existent ice fishing here. But before we get back into uh, more fishing stuff, just a quick check of our sports calendar for this weekend anyway. Uh, Pretty quiet. For the most part, CBS Sports uh, here on the uh, station this weekend. A um, couple of uh, couple of sporting events you'll want to take note of. The Bucks are in action tonight on WKTY, starting at seven o'clock as they host the Detroit Pistons. 
Again, that's at uh, 7 o'clock here on WKTY. Packer game, of course, got moved to the evening. So now uh, the pregame show for that game tomorrow as they take on the 49ers. Uh, it gets started at 5 o'clock again here on WKTY. And then the Bucks are in action again on Monday at 6.30 as they take on the Utah Jazz. So a little basketball, a little football. And the Brewers unveiled their new logo this week just to throw the baseball thing in there. So, which, hey, that looks nice. Kind of a got that retro thing going there. So that's cool. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, jumping back into the world of fishing and outdoors, it's it's pretty quiet right now. Um, hunting is the hunting is the focus, and there's certainly uh, plenty of hunters out there um, this weekend. I was looking at uh, some outdoor stuff this week here, and the DNR said uh, uh, it sold roughly the same number of hunting licenses um, as last year. Uh, On Tuesday, the DNR said that they'd sold about uh, 539,000 licenses uh, as of Sunday, last Sunday, and I'm sure that number has gone up considerably since then. Uh, That compares with about the same number uh, on the same date last year. so And that includes uh, gun, bow, crossbow, sports, and patron licenses. Um, crossbow licenses are up 10%. Uh, license sales for children under 9 are up as well. Uh, the data shows that about 3,648 children under the age of 9 held a license compared with about 2,200 last year. And the department did not break out the number of licenses sold that allow patrons to use firearms to kill deer so plenty of folks out there this and and i'm sure if you're driving around now for the next few days you'll uh uh, be seeing places uh or plenty of people with uh deer on a flatbed or in the back of the pickup truck or in the trunk and you know that just that will be a fairly common sight i think or at least hope it is anyway for uh uh like i said everybody who's uh Who's out hunting? Certainly, uh, you know one of the things that I always f- was, you know, and, and now with the automatic reporting in Wisconsin, and this is just kind of a minor aside here. You know, you you drive by some of these places where the you know the registration stations, and I mean, you could see a lot of really nice, nice looking deer. You know, now you can do it online, and you don't have to mess with it anymore. Which is, you know, there's advantages to that certainly, um, but you know. Miss out kind of on the opportunity to see what, how folks are doing. You know, you you drive by past, you know, and you know, our gas station, bar, wherever, and you drive by these places, and there, you know, maybe be a couple of dozen vehicles there, and deer of all shapes and sizes, and get to see some nice, uh, some very nice ones. No, eh, not so much anymore. Not unless you're into doing, uh, you know, unless you want to get it tested for CWD or something along those lines. So, uh, But, hey, uh, let's, uh, you know, just kind of uh, go back over, a, a, you know, mentioned in the, the, the report, the hotspot report, um, you know, the ice is, is pretty much non-existent and uh, came across this during the break here from the, from the DNR, too, that um, pretty much across Minnesota, anyway, uh, they're advising people to stay off lakes in the state um maybe way up north it might be a whole lot colder but you know down in this area yeah um 
says emergency responders have already responded to several incidents where anglers have fallen through the ice or been stranded on ice sheets uh, that broke off from the shoreline due to heavy wind. Yeah, heard. Yeah, I, I think at least I heard of at least one in Minnesota, and, and I think a couple over in Wisconsin, or vice versa, one of the two. But yeah, um, and that's got to be <clears throat> all of a sudden. It's like you're in the middle of this. I guess it's not bad. You know, if you're on a lake, you kind of have an idea of, you know, okay, this, you know, you, you can see where, it, sure. but imagine, you know, imagine if you're out on some place like Lake Michigan or something, and I know that's happened. I, um, that's a, that's a bit of a different lake. That, that'd be a little scarier. But I'm sure we'll hear of that now and in the spring as ice starts to, uh, to go, to, to move out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, as the DNR is saying here, and I'm looking at their, their website here, you know, anglers and others who recreate on the ice should stay on shore until there's at least four inches of new clear ice. Um, anytime people are on the ice, they should check the thickness about every 150 feet or so, because I'm sure it varies, you know, as you move out from shore, certainly, um, DNR saying, Quote, the risk to you and others isn't worth the reward. And I would agree. I mean, it's just, it's not. I'm sorry, but having some fish just isn't that, that important to, you know. And, and, you know, if you think about it, too, it's, you know, you, you're putting your life at risk, maybe someone else's, and, you know, maybe you lose all your gear. I mean, it's just, it's not. The payoff just isn't, you know, for a couple of perch and some crappies. It's just, it's, you know, yeah, the fish are good. Don't get me wrong, but like, no, no thanks. Make sure that, uh, so make sure you've got all your, your safety gear, certainly when, when we do get some ice. But again, like I said, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be trotting around out on the ice uh, at this point, given this past week and certainly with the next several days looking at the forecast here, it's just not. It's not going to be worth it here. Um, so that's just just be safe and check around before you do finally head out here, and we'll we'll let you know uh, about uh, about all that. So goodness, though, but and and it kind of t- you know once we get that early ice, then then yeah, then we'll we'll go gangbusters here. And, um, But again, wait till there's, you know, a few inches of ice out there, several, you know, three, four good solid inches of ice. Um, like I said, it's just not, you know, even if the water's only, you know, three feet deep where you're fishing, you know, you're fishing shallow, it's like that's still three feet of wet that you've got to contend with. And <clears throat> even if it is 40 degrees out right now, eh, just not. Like I said, it's just not to to worry about it. But I, I did want to, you know, since we are kind of getting into that area here, um, I did kind of want to touch on a little bit about, you know, in three feet of water, that's kind of maybe one of the places you want to think about uh, once we get some ice anyway. and Because uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, catching more panfish uh, here in the early season anyway. And, um, you know, one of the things that, I've got my tackle sorted out anyway is 
you know, I've got my little panfish jigs and other lures separate from my bass and other tackle. And I use a lot of my ice fishing jigs during the open water season. It's just, they're just nice to use. So, and certainly for the prices of some of those little jigs, um, <laughs> yeah, you want to get, you want to get as much use out of them as you can. There's no doubt about, I mean, you know, I love some of those little jigs, but man, they are, uh, they can be pricey. At least for, you know, for what you, it's like, you know, a 32nd of an ounce, jig or maybe a 64th or something like that is like three bucks you know some of the nicer and like for that because i'm guaranteed that that it's gonna it's not gonna matter one bit because i'm gonna end up snagging it on snagging it on something there so but that's just that's just that's just me doesn't you know I could I could get my depth and it could be a clear. But I'll find something to snag it on. You know, snag it on the ice on the bottom of the hole and, and just be stupid or something. So, but anyhow, um, so far, um, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of picking out some of the places that I want to try out uh, for the early season here. Um, those are the first places I'm going to go to once we do have some safe ice. Um, the spots that I've got in mind as far as you know, like pan fishing goes, you know, they've got shallow water with some, some deep drop-offs very close by. Um, I mean, I know I'm going to have to probably go deeper to catch some of those fish, but that isn't necessarily going to be uh, a huge problem. Um, you know, even with the, the ice fishing jigs and things like that, uh, you know, at a 32nd or a 64th of an ounce, you know, maybe just put a small little piece of split shot on it to, to help get it down there. Um, and with the exception of maybe crappies, which can locate in any part of the water column, um, you know, panfish are probably going to be hanging around close to the bottom this time of year, within a foot or so usually, because um, that's where you know we've had the uh, the inversion there. That's where the warmest water is going to be, and again, that's relative. We all know that it it might be who knows thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine degrees, and you know. The water at the top is, you know, thirty-two point one. So it's all uh, it's all relative. Um, it's all cold. <laughs> it's just you know, a couple of degrees difference for me. You know, it's like, oh, this is colder. You know, you know what I mean. But anyway, um, that's where you got to hunt for them out. Is is down close to the bottom. Fun part is you know. That I'm guessing, you know, there are other bigger fish, maybe even, you know, the odd bass or walleye, even a small northern, um, might be interested in my bait, which is always interesting when you're fishing small like that. Um, you know, like I said, I, I use, like I've said, you know, I use artificials a lot, um, which do seem to go against the grain this time of year. But, you know, mostly, and rightly so, you know, Folks prefer using, you know, say waxies or minnows or leeches uh, to bring in the big ones. You know, <coughs> excuse me. And I would, I would agree with you for the most part. Um, you know, if you're using minnows for, you know, walleye or sauger, maybe even northerns. You know, panfish though are, are just such small eaters. You know, small mouths and all. You know, crappies, maybe you know, a little small crappie minnow, that kind of thing, uh, maybe. Um, but otherwise, you know, I'm, you know. Sunnies and bluegills and even you know maybe perch for that matter. Um, 
they're small eaters, small mouths, and also small bait is really the key. You know? And for me, anyway, I've got more confidence in uh, artificials than, than live bait. So besides, you know, worms don't really work to a certain extent this, this, as much this time of year. So, you know, artificials is a, a good alternative for me. Bait that leaves a scent trail is a, a good way to bring fish in. Um, so, uh, plus, you know, with plastics, they last longer than, than live bait. You know, I've got my honey, how my Berkeley power honey worms. And I'm sorry, I keep using that as a reference, but Hey, they work for me. So, you know, and a lot of times, and you know, I can catch several fish before I have to change out the lure, you know, and we all know that with cold weather, it's just, it's not a lot of fun, you know, baiting up, you know, you know if you are using live bait, you know, dipping into the minnow bucket to get a, get a fresh one out is a little cool. And the same for, you know, just rebating period there. Um, you know, if you got gloves on and it's cold, I don't, you know, I don't want to be changing out bait after every hit or two, um, the other idea too is just tie together a couple of 80th ounce jigs with, you know, maybe six eight inches apart, um, and tip them with you know a little finesse plastic uh, tail of some kind. You know what I'm talking about there. Uh, uh, Northland makes those kinds of they all you know there's all, they're out there, but just those little really small plastic tails. Man, the you know fish love those things. It's just the the that motion you get, even if there isn't much or any current that it just, those tails just tend to uh, move around regardless. And it, it drives fish nuts. You don't even really have to put any kind of action on them. They, they just kind of do it on those lures, just kind of do it on their own. And that's always fun. You know, the other thing too, with, with tying that double on as well is that, you know, uh, you can do a little searching and find out which, you know, where you are or where the fish are hanging out in the water column. If they're like right tight to the bottom, you know, maybe eight, 10 inches away from, you know, off the bottom, um, you know, you can just kind of see where they're, they're hanging out by what, but, you know, great. If you get a twofer on there, Hey, that's, that's cool. But you know, you get an idea of where they are going to be hanging out, uh, you know, in the water column there. Um, the other thing too is, you know, with that you can maybe drop one down, you know, till it hits the bottom and kicks up maybe just a little bit of debris. Uh, you know, with clear water, fish can see that that little dirt cloud, if you will, kind of kick up and will come in and investigate. And you know, maybe they'll go for that one on the bottom, and if not, maybe they'll see that one a little higher up and nail that one too. You can either pull it up or, you know, you could all, I mean, you pull it up a little bit or just let it sit on the bottom and wait for the fish to swoop in. And, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, is that, you know, don't necessarily overlook artificials this time of year. Yes, live bait works really, really very well and certainly would be a, a good choice. But again, you know, I think there are times when artificials will, uh, will do the trick for you. So anyhow, I got to take a, a break. And come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. It's 8.40 and you're listening to WKTY, 96.7 FM and 5.80 AM.
WKTYO Doors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Tailgating is an art and a science at WKTY. We've perfected it. Hey, join me, Dave, and Scrady at Hunter's Last Chance Bar and Grill in West Salem tomorrow from 5 to 7 for a tailgate party and register for your chance to win a Packers jersey. Come enjoy some bevies, grab a large homemade pizza with all the toppings you want for just 12 bucks, and stick around to watch the pack take on the 49ers. Tailgate with the best tomorrow from 5 to 7 at Hunter's. Hunter's Last Chance Bar and Grill on Leonard Street, West Salem. Every kid wants to open a gift on Christmas morning. It's not much to ask, unless you're one of the more than 1,300 kids in need in the La Crosse area. That's where you come in. Donate a toy at any area Toys for Tots drop-off point, including right here at the radio building. We're looking for toys that are fun for kids up to 12 years old. When you give a gift through Toys for Tots, you give a kid everything they want for Christmas and more. Donate to Toys for Tots and give a kid some hope with Midwest Family of La Crosse. If you like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like, for me to do it, I have to, like, literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to get to the wall to do the leap. So uh, the situation just kind of has to be right. And, uh, you know, so last year, actually, Monday night game, had a game winner. Kind of similar situation. Literally just uh, in the moment, got swarmed, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and, and myself, we've been talking about it all, kind of all year, waiting uh, for that next moment. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, it was another Monday night game. I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year. And uh, as soon as I hit it, I, I took off running. I see him kind of waving me on. And, uh we were able to go and, uh, and and do the celebration. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It is 843. Welcome back to the show. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on the program. Hope you're enjoying it there. And if not, uh, you know, I suspect you might be one of the, uh, the thousands, uh, that are out in the, uh, out in the trees and blinds and just uh, or maybe you're already uh, processing your deer and bringing it out of the woods. Wouldn't be surprised. So I know, uh, like I said, I know several folks that are are going to be headed out today or or are out right now anyway. And one of the things that uh, folks in Wisconsin anyway, that wildlife officials anyway, uh, is urging hunters anyway to keep an eye out for feral pigs. Um, of course, the season runs from now until the 1st of December there, but the DNR wants hunters to look for feral pigs and kill them wherever possible or whenever possible. Uh, feral pigs are wild, unprotected wild animals and may be hunted year-round with no bag limits. So you've got that as well. DNR officials say any hunter who spots a feral pig or kills one should report it to the agency uh, through its website. And... 
I knew some of this, but I didn't know all of this. And, and you know, I knew there were pretty destructive animals there. Uh, you know, they they tear up the ground and, and look for food. They're efficient predators, uh, preying on fawns, grouse, woodcock, turkeys, and songbirds. I wouldn't think of, uh, uh, you know, I guess I could see a turkey maybe, you know, a young and, and a you know, fawn and things like that, but I can't believe that they would be able to sneak up on some of those birds and things like that, but apparently they can. Of course, they're also known to uh, carry several diseases that are dangerous to folks as well, including uh, swine brucellosis, uh, pseudorabies, and leptospirosis. So not something to mess around with. I, I would assume that there's probably some here certainly in, in La Crosse County, and I know that the further south you go, Vernon, uh, Crawford, down in, in that area, there uh, certainly are some down there, but um, it's not something you want to uh, you want to really, really mess around with. Because they're, man, they can be mean from everything that I've heard. And not to mention, really big. Uh, so, yeah, it's not something you want to uh, really mess around with. Turning to something a little bit more positive in terms of news anyway, uh, Wisconsin wildlife officials say hunters killed 10 elk in Wisconsin's second elk season. Uh, The DNR uh, set a 10-bull limit for the season, which ran from October 1st through November 10th uh, in Ashland, Bayfield, Price, and Sawyer counties. Uh, The department says hunters authorized by the state uh, killed five bulls, uh, Ojibwe tribal hunters, also killed five, um, and more than 23,000 Wisconsin residents uh, submitted a $10 application in the hopes of winning one of the four state tags in the drawing. About uh, 2,500 more uh, bought a ticket in hopes of winning the fifth tag in a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation raffle, and again, the money is going to go to uh, several dollars, $7 of every application fee as well as the raffle proceeds uh, we'll go to elk management and research here in Wisconsin. It's certainly, you know, uh, talked about it before. There's there's the northern herd as well up and again in that area, you know, that Ashland and Bayfield and the northern part of Wisconsin. But there are some down here as well. So, But again, they're already getting ready for next year, uh, the 2020 elk Hunt application period is expected to run from March 1st through May 31st again next year. So uh, they, uh, the herd has come back enough that they can uh, they can uh, start to, to harvest them. As a matter of fact, so a couple of other uh, bits of news here as far as uh, the world of outdoors goes. Um, let's see, where is that? Oh, is right there. That's the one I'm looking for. Um, and this story uh, just came out yesterday, as a matter of fact, on the eve of uh, the gun deer season. Uh, the DNR is announcing another deer has tested positive for chronic wasting disease, uh, this time in the Chippewa Valley. And according to the DNR, uh, the buck was shot during the bow season near Menominee. It was the first ever deer to test positive for CWD in Dunn County. Uh, last year, 373 deer were submitted from Dud County. None of them tested positive for CWD, according to the DNR. Uh, officials say that's well, that's good news. 
because none of the disease, that means the disease is probably not spread throughout the county, but uh, state law requires the DNR to enact a baiting and feeding ban in counties where CWD has been found. doesn't really change anything um, because, at least in Dunn County anyway, because baiting and feeding was already prohibited uh, due to CWD in next door Chippewa, or I'm sorry, Eau Claire County as well. Um, but again, you know, they'll be out and about uh, this weekend uh, at different locations um, to uh, collect deer samples anyway. And they, I know they're going to be in, uh, well, I know they'll be in Cross County as a matter of fact, and I'm just trying to dial up here real quick the, the location of where... Uh, where you can do that. Let's see if we can get in there. Oh, well, I screwed that search up. But anyhow, um, yeah, there are several places here in the lacrosse and, you know, Monroe, Vernon, those those places where you can, you know, bring your deer in to get it, uh, a sample taken anyway. And I'm trying to make one last attempt here. So <laughs> let's see if, uh, see if I can manage to do this here. Okay, I can't do this on the fly, but that's live radio for you. Let's do this. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to take a short break, uh, come back in just a couple of moments, wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this week, so stick around. Be back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM and 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Puppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. My name is Nigel Adcock. I'm with Cotton Seed LLC. I'm Jim from SignPro, and Nigel came in, and they had ideas that they wanted to get across but didn't know how to do it. I like the fact that those guys took the time to ask me questions, learn about the company, what we did, and from that put together some suggestions, some ideas to embellish and enhance what we had. Going out to trade shows and getting your business out there is an excellent idea, but if you're going to do that, you got to make sure you have a professional image. So what Nigel needed was a variety of displays to fit the variety of shows that they go to. When I go to World Dairy Expo, I see a lot of really fancy-looking booths and, uh, and, and the artwork, and, and to know that this company here in lacrosse can do that is, is very reassuring to know that... Uh, you know, I've got that to help me out if I want to do something similar. Go to a pro, sign pro, 
Now you can take WKTY with you wherever you go. Download the free WKTY app today, and you'll be able to stream WKTY programming on your phone. You'll also find a complete list of sporting events broadcast on WKTY. You can check out unique WKTY podcasts, get the latest weather, even set your phone to wake you up to WKTY. You can use the app to leave us a message, and you can sign up to win free stuff from WKTY. The WKTY app is brought to you by Next Home Ola Routine. Download the free WKTY app today and take us with you wherever you go. The stage is set for Lacrosse Community Theater's holiday musical, Elf. Buddy the Elf is an over-optimistic lover of Christmas and must help New York City remember the true meaning of the holiday. Elf runs December 6th through the 22nd. To get your tickets, call the box office or visit lacrossecommunitytheater.org to purchase online. Lacrosse Community Theater's holiday musical, Elf. Lacrosse Community Theater. We are your community theater. WKTY, it is now eight fifty four. And you're listening to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land that you've always wanted. Okay, now I managed to find the uh, list of places anywhere where uh, you can get things uh, get things checked out here. Uh, and there are a number of places around that are doing uh, uh, the CWD testing, uh, at least in La Crosse County anyway. Uh, one is Emma's Bait Shop up in Onalaska. Um, and and for some of these, anyway, you've got to already have finished the electronic registration, complete that, and then go from there. Um, Charlie's Inn on Highway 1461 here in La Crosse. Uh, that's there. Uh, Nashonic Sports in West Salem. Um, you know, so you've got uh, you've got places to uh, uh, check out here in, uh, in La Crosse County, anyway. Uh, one other thing too is, and I just was looking at the the DNR website here, and um, did manage to find too that uh, you know if you do get your deer, um, and you you know cut it up yourself or whatever, uh, they uh, Lacrosse County Landfill is accepting deer carcass waste, so you can drop that off when they're open. Uh, you know they're not open on the weekends. Um, but uh, they are open Monday through Friday from 6.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Ooh, goodness. Uh, no special acceptance requirements except uh, from the public and commercial haulers will accept dumpster quantities. So if you've you know, you got a bunch of them or, you know, processor, obviously, or somebody has got a bunch of them. So. Although, and I wouldn't, it doesn't say anything about Thanksgiving in that particular one anyway, but just FYI that. Thanksgiving, they may not be open, but Monday through Wednesday and, and Friday, and then the following week, you know, uh, there's that as well. So um, you've got that particular option for you as well. Uh, kind of shifting back now in the last couple of minutes that I've got left anyway, um, and I'll just make a, a plug for this because it's a fun time. I had a, I've had a, a great time when I've gone and, uh, it's going to be coming up here and, and the gun deer season will be over by then. So, 
in a couple of weeks, uh, we've got the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, or Ice Fishing and Winter Sports Show, uh, up at the St. Paul River Center in St. Paul. Uh, and it's uh, and the only reason I bring that bring this up, not to mention to kind of give a little plug for the show because it is a a fun time. If you you want to talk about ice fishing, um, this is the place to be. Uh, there is everything there. And I do mean everything. Uh, you, you know, I don't, you know, you can't list something as far as ice fishing goes and not find somebody up there, uh, a vendor to, uh, who's got it for sailors, you know, displaying it in some point, uh, at some point, um, you know, shanties and rods, reels, tackle, line, uh, you name it, they've got it. Uh, and like I said, the reason I bring this up was one, it's when I mention it, you know, maybe make some plans to, to do that. Um, uh, it snuck up on me. And the only reason I, I know the dates now, and I'm looking at their website is that, uh, next weekend's guest on the program is going to be tackle Terry Tuma. And Terry is, uh, one of the presenters up there and, uh, he's going to be up there. Uh, the, the, the show runs from, uh, December 6th, 6th, Friday, uh, through December 8th on Sunday. So uh, got plenty of time. And I'm making plans right now to uh, scoot out of here that weekend anyway when I'm, on the, you know, get done with the show here and scoot out of here and get up there for the uh, for the day. But, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it is a great time. Yeah, it's place is going to be – it's already packed with all this, the vendors and – everything and then you add in all the people it gets it gets crazy but it is uh it is a lot of fun and like i said there's just a, a anything and everything uh and best part is is they've got seminars going on all day uh friday saturday and sunday so you know covering a lot of ground here i'm just you know, terry's going to talk a little bit about some ice fishing things um and some uh walleye fishing you know on the ice so we've got, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that he's going to be talking about, but that's just, you know, two of the number of different presentations there that uh, will be going on during the course of the show. And the cool thing is, like, you know, a lot of these sports shows, you know, afterwards, you know, if you've got a question for Terry or, or you know, one of the other folks there, um, they're more than happy to talk to you, which is, I think, cool because, that you know, if you've got a specific question, something that, always wanted to know about, you know, you'll find that you'll find them up there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, I'm looking forward to it. So, and looking forward to chatting with Terry next week, uh, and, uh, getting him on the program, talking a little bit about ice fishing whenever that may happen. (laughs) Who knows the way this year has gone. Uh, who knows what the weather's going to do. We still may hit 70 before Christmas. You just never know. Anyhow, i got to wrap the show up for this Saturday. You have yourself a tremendous weekend. I will talk to you next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, happy Thanksgiving. You have yourself a tremendous weekend, and we'll see you next Saturday. Western Wisconsin Sports League. Touchdown! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.